How's it going? Welcome back to another episode of Mood for Feud. Thank you so much for tuning in again. Today we're going to talk about Trashy Tristan, Khloe Kardashian, and the Jordan Woods cheating scandal that happened back in 2019. And honestly, this is a bit of a lengthy episode. There was a lot to unpack here. I actually ended up cutting out a bunch of it because even in editing, I was getting exhausted with this whole thing. But I'm really interested to hear your guys' thoughts about it. Please slide into my DMs. You can find me on Instagram at Mood for Feud. And as always, make sure you rate and review the podcast if you're enjoying it. And also, I will just say a little thank you for everyone that's been tuning in every week. It means so much to me. I was not expecting to have this many listeners as soon as I started the podcast. And so I just want to give a big mwah to everyone who tunes in every week and engages with my content. And seriously, you guys mean the world to me. I hope you have fun listening and I also hope that you are having a good week so far. We're in the season of Christmas parties and so I hope that your work is kind of winding down and you're getting ready to take some time off, have a break, have a relax and maybe we're going to get into some better weather soon. That's enough from me. I'll let you get to the episode. Have fun! Welcome back guys. Today we're going to talk about one of the biggest families in reality TV, but also one of the most exhausting families in reality TV. We're obviously talking about the Jordan Woods and Tristan Thompson cheating scandal amidst him and Khloe Kardashian's relationship. I remember when this news dropped, I so badly wanted it to be fake. I really liked Jordan Woods. I think I found her to be quite a refreshing addition to Keeping Up With The Kardashians. You know, they can be really full on, really intense a lot of the time. And I found that she had like a really nice calming presence. And most of all, I just loved her and Kylie's friendship, which we are going to go into later on. But yeah, I was a big Jordan Woods supporter for sure. And so when the Red Table talk dropped, I remember sprinting to go watch the video. I was hoping she would dispel the whole thing. I was hoping she would claim it wasn't true. So when she sits down and kind of admits to the kiss, I just remember my jaw dropping. And I also remember feeling really disappointed in her. I have very, very, very strong opinions when it comes to cheating. And yeah, most of all, I just felt so shocked that she would stoop to Tristan's level and make a stupid mistake like that. And obviously, you know, Tristan was the true dog in this situation, okay? We're not going to slander her for him being a total fuck up. But I, I think the reason I was so disappointed in her is because I expected more from her, right? Like, I didn't expect more from Tristan. He'd already shown us that he's an absolute dog and I yeah I didn't expect more from him and so that's why I think I felt so much more disappointed when the news broke in her because you you were meant to be better you know but at the same time I will say she was only 21 years old when this happened at the time obviously I would have also been 21 so I was like you know she's an adult (laughs) she's mature as fuck but now that I'm a little bit older and I'm looking back 21 year olds are babies like they're barely legal adults in the US you know And so the way that she was absolutely slandered on the internet is not okay at all. Like that was societal insanity. And it's crazy to think that we held her so accountable when Trashton, I mean Tristan, was what, 28? Like, I don't know, close to 30 anyway. And yet the whole world expected her to handle this with so much maturity. It's like, what about the adult in this situation? And I get that they're only seven years apart and she was also legally an adult. But in my opinion, the age gap between 21 and 28 in terms of maturity and life experience is pretty damn big 
I just remember feeling really sad for her, especially when she lost her friendship with Kylie. And yeah, I also remember being quite shocked that this didn't blow over at all. Like, Jordan was perceived badly for a really, really, really long time, and her career was severely hurt by this. As always, before we get to the feud, I'm going to give a little background info, recap, whatever you want to call it. We'll be covering the Tristan and Chloe timeline, and then we'll move on to Kylie and Jordan's, the timeline of their friendship as well. Over to Tristan and Chloe. In case you aren't aware, Tristan Thompson is an NBA player, has been for several years, and so yeah, I'd say that's what he's definitely most known for. Aside from cheating, he is known for playing basketball. And Khloe Kardashian, obviously, third daughter to Kris Jenner. Uh, yeah, I feel like the Kardashians, like, genuinely don't need an intro. So Tristan and Khloe started dating in 2016. They actually met on a blind date, which was set up by Brandon Jennings, who is another basketball player. And Khloe describes on this blind date just instantly feeling a connection. Now, oh, oh my gosh, I have to make an announcement here. This is an Aries-free episode. There are no Aries people in this one. Oh my gosh. So Tristan is a Pisces and Chloe is a Cancer. So two water signs. Very interesting. I feel like that tracks in terms of what Chloe was saying about that kind of deep emotional connection that they both instantly felt. I feel like water signs definitely do have that emotional intuition and can connect to people in that kind of way. Their first public appearance was at Flo Rida's birthday party. And then throughout 2016, we see Chloe start spending more time in Cleveland, which is where Tristan's basketball team, the Cavaliers, are based. So he spends a lot of time, especially during the game seasons, in Cleveland. And Chloe started spending more time there too. In 2017, she introduces him to the Kardashian-Jenner family. Can I just say, you know, everyone gets nervous meeting their partner's family for the first time, right? But this family? Holy crap, I would be shitting bricks. I feel like they would be so intimidating to meet. They're such a powerhouse, right? Like, they really are really intense and strong family. I'd 100% be very scared. Chloe starts mentioning in interviews around this time that they are also very in love and that they've also been talking about starting a family. She's quoted in August as saying, I'm in the best relationship I've ever been in and it doesn't take a ring for me to feel that way. My boyfriend is very protective of me. Feeling loved and validated and secure is a huge thing. Tristan is protective of my entire family, which is beautiful. Talk about a quote that did not age well. Feeling secure. Ooh. In December 2017, Chloe confirms that she is pregnant and she writes a really big heartfelt post to Tristan, basically saying she's so excited to create life out of their love and that she thinks he's going to be a really great dad and that she's just really excited to start on this journey with him. And I do remember being very, very, very happy for Chloe because in Keeping Up With The Kardashians, she had often mentioned that she would want to start a family at some time, but she was kind of waiting for the right time. And this seemed like the right time, especially after, um, if you didn't know, she had quite a tumultuous relationship with Lamar Odom, another basketball player, and it felt like, oh, finally she has like found a guy that's good for her and they're gonna start this family together. And yeah, it was it was very much like a joyous occasion. And throughout her pregnancy, Chloe is continuously making these heartfelt posts towards Tristan, basically praising him for being so supportive during her pregnancy and how loved and, you know, happy he's making her feel despite her changing body and like just all the crap that she's going through, all the change that she's going through, I should say. 
So it seems like things are pretty rosy, the couple is looking happy, and everyone's just excited for them to experience parenthood. However, in April 2018, this whole thing is uprooted. At this time, Chloe is nine months pregnant, and Daily Mail leaks videos of Tristan hooking up with a woman, and then he's also seen in a video going into a New York City hotel with another woman. Tristan is handsome, right? Like, don't get me wrong, this man is handsome, but he's not get cheated on whilst you're literally in labor handsome. This news is such a shock to Chloe. Like I said, she's nine months pregnant. She was actually only two days away from giving birth when all of this hit the media and just absolutely blew up. On the same day that Daily Mail released those videos, TMZ decides to release footage from back in 2017, six months earlier, of Tristan at a hookah lounge in Washington DC, and he's getting like super handsy with some women. What the fuck, TMZ? Way to kick a woman when she's already down. Like I said, this footage is allegedly from October 2017. We're currently in April 2018. They've just been sitting and holding onto this and waiting for the right moment to release it, which is actually sick as fuck, and I cannot stress that more. Whilst Chloe is like on the cusp of giving birth, and then they're like, oh, this is a great time. Now the world needs to know. I don't know. Something about that made me feel so sick and uncomfortable, and I just, man, people really do do anything for a buck. So Chloe is literally going through hell at this point. As if giving birth isn't hard enough, like I can't imagine having to try focus on giving birth and then at the same time knowing that the whole world is watching a video of your baby daddy cheating on you. I truly can't think of a worse experience. A source close to Tristan at the time claims that he is relieved to have been caught. There's a quote, he actually told Chloe he was relieved that it had come out and that he thinks subconsciously he wanted to get caught. What the fuck, Tristan? I hope this is fake. I hope that he did not genuinely say this shit to Chloe while she is like giving birth and being publicly humiliated by him. I'm glad that you feel so relieved. He's running around skipping. Oh, I just feel so much lighter after getting this off my chest. Like, what the fuck? I really hope that that's not true. At the time as well, Chloe makes the difficult decision to allow Tristan into the delivery room for his daughter's birth and they actually name their baby True. Oh my gosh, I find that so poetic. If I was him, every time I said my baby's name true, I would just feel a thousand stabs straight into my heart. That has to be torture, surely. A lot of people criticized Chloe for allowing him into the delivery room, but when asked about it, she said, quote, I chose to put my feelings aside for the birth and to try and have as much positive energy that I could. My only thought was about the birth of my daughter. I wasn't going to let anyone disrupt anything less than what she deserved. Joyous love. I chose to be mature and strong for true. And I have to agree with her here, okay? because at the end of the day she's right this is about True's birth and True deserves her birthing story to be yeah my mom and dad were both in the room when I was born and welcomed me into this world and it shouldn't be like oh well my dad wasn't there because it's like two days earlier he fucked some other woman and I actually very much agree with Chloe here that she was right in letting him into the delivery room however I will say that could never be me okay me personally he wouldn't have been within 100 meters of the delivery room. But I'm glad that she was able to do that. Three months after the scandal breaks, a friend of Christiana's reports that Chloe and Tristan are actually in couples therapy. So it seems like the two are actively trying to mend their relationship. And even though they broke up initially when the, when the news kind of hit the media, it sounds like they're trying to hash things out and keep going for like the benefit of their daughter. And Chloe's friend also confirms this. She says, quote, she's working hard. He's working hard. You can't just earn trust back in two months. And that is true. Again, people were slandering Chloe. Why did you take the 
the man back. But I have to say, it truly is different when there is a baby involved. Although the two are trying very hard, according to their friends, to go to therapy and process through everything that they've gone through, it seems like things definitely aren't back to normal. In autumn 2018, Chloe was meant to move to Cleveland, where Tristan was obviously playing basketball, and she decided to put that move on hold, and her and True actually stayed in LA. And throughout 2018, there are continuous reports of more cheating rumors from Tristan, and him and Chloe both don't publicly address these, so they are just rumors. In 2019, the two are rumored to have broken up, actually before the Jordan Wood scandal. The Jordan Wood scandal takes place in Feb 2019 as well, so we'll look into this time a little bit further when we get to the feud. But I will just say that before the scandal broke, there were already reports that they'd actually broken up, just because they're hardly spending time together. And I think also Chloe deciding not to move to Cleveland was like a pretty big hint that things definitely aren't rosy or aren't going super well. Obviously we know that he's still a piece of shit to this day. The two rekindled again after the Jordan Woods scandal and were publicly back together in 2020. And then of course in 2021 the news broke that Tristan had fathered a child with his personal trainer Marilee Nichols and the child was born December 2021. I think initially he tried to contest that the kid was his. Stupid things like paternity tests exist. So Mara Lee did confirm through a paternity test that it was his child. And so the day that that was all confirmed, he released a statement saying, Chloe, you don't deserve this. You don't deserve the heartache and humiliation I've caused you. You don't deserve the way I have treated you over the years. My actions certainly have not lined up with the way I view you. I have the utmost respect and love for you, regardless of what you may think. Again, I am so incredibly sorry. And honestly, shut the fuck up, Tristan, because he's out here saying all the right things, right? Like, oh my god, I've, I've humiliated you, and I'm so sorry, and I have so much respect for you. Shut up. Actions speak louder than words. Genuinely, his actions could not disrespect her more. We need to really, really, really hold him accountable here, because I know a lot of people are like, Chloe's a dumb bitch for always taking him back. But Tristan's a dumb bitch for being a dumb bitch in the first place. Do you know what I'm saying? I'm sorry, I'm getting so heated over this, but it's like, here's why. If I was president of the world, I would make therapy mandatory for every single straight man, okay? Every single straight man has to go to therapy, and I genuinely think the world would be a better place for it. So that happens right at the end of 2021, and in 2022, we find out that Chloe and Tristan are having a second child together via surrogacy. At the time that this news drops, everyone is so pissed off with her. Oh, why are you giving that idiot another chance? Why are you having another child together? This is just so stupid. This makes no sense. And then a source close to Chloe confirmed that the baby was conceived via surrogate before Chloe actually knew that Tristan was having a baby with someone else in December. So even though the news broke earlier, the surrogacy had already happened. It's fucking heartbreaking. This is the second time that he's soured the experience of these two turning their love into life, as she called it. Around this time, Chloe also confirms that they had actually been secretly engaged for nine months in 2021, but that they called it off when the Mara Lee scandal dropped. 
And now in 2023, it seems like they are truly just co-parenting, which makes me so happy. Again, because I've got kids together, you know, she'll never be able to cut him out of her life the way that some people almost expect her to. She's going to have to maintain that contact with him because her kids deserve to have a father in the picture and all of that gets so much more difficult when the two parents can't co-parent so I'm really excited that this is where they have landed and I really really hope that they never ever get back together again because he is seriously the worst person in the world to date okay moving on to Kylie and Jordan Kylie is a Leo so we do still get some fire sign representation here and Jordan is a Libra Kylie and Jordan met in 2012 through a mutual friend and that mutual friend was Jaden Smith. Yeah, Kylie and Kendall both have been friends with Jaden Smith since they were fairly young. Makes sense. I know that the Smith family is close to the Kardashian family and they would have been running in the same circles. And then Jordan's dad actually worked on the set of Fresh Prince of Bel-Air for the entirety of the show. And so he was very close friends with Will Smith and they kind of became family friends. And so that's how Jaden and Jordan know each other. So that's how then Jordan and Kylie met. It's all kind of interconnected. And after meeting, the two become very close friends very, very quickly. In 2014, Jordan attends Kim and Kanye's wedding. So she's like very much enmeshed into the family at this point and yeah, she's basically a sister to Kylie. In fact, Kris Jenner has often described Jordan as being like another daughter to her. In 2015, Kylie launches her lip kits and Kylie does name one of the kits Geordie, which is obviously in honour of Jordan. And Jordan is seen at all the Kylie lip kit events and she's there supporting her the whole way through. And the following year, Jordan actually becomes a model for Kylie Cosmetics. So throughout Jordan and Kylie's friendship, you really do see, obviously, Kylie was the bigger name when they met, being part of the Kardashian-Jenner family. She's part of that whole empire, so her name immediately is already bigger than Jordan Woods's name would be. And in all honesty, when Jordan was at her peak fame, she was kind of known for being Kylie's friend. That was the way that everybody knew her. And one thing I will say is Kylie really, really made sure that Jordan was benefiting off of all the opportunities that she was able to obtain with her Jenna stamp of fame. She brings Jordan into Kylie Cosmetics as a model, but she will also later launch a Kylie Cosmetics collaboration with Jordan. So she's just really good at finding Jordan these lucrative opportunities that get her name into the limelight as well as more than just Kylie's best friend. In 2016, Jordan starts modeling for Good American, which is obviously Khloe Kardashian's fashion brand. And Jordan becomes like a spokesperson for Good American because at the time she is trying to launch her career as a plus size model. She's a spokeswoman talking about yeah, being a curvy girl and how Good American makes her feel confident. In 2016, Kylie and Jordan also get matching tattoos. It's these little M's on the inside of their fingers in red ink, and I was trying to find so hard what the M stood for, but <laughs> it's nowhere to be found. I think they're going to take that one to the grave. 
In 2017, Life of Kylie launches, and that is a spin-off reality TV show, and we get a lot of content in there, and I think, because I did watch Life of Kylie when it first came out, I remember being like, oh shit, these two are like close, these two are fucking tight. Jordan's literally in every single episode. It seems like they don't ever spend more than half an hour apart at a time. Yeah, the two are truly just together, and I remember watching it and just being so happy for them, because I genuinely think it's harder to find a really solid good friendship that's going to be there for you through thick and thin than it is to find a partner. Is that a hot take? There's something so rare and beautiful about having a really really strong best friend and I saw I saw that they had it in that tv show. In fact on the season finale whilst they're in Peru they decide to engage in a commitment ceremony. Yeah it's cute as hell I'll find some I'll find a video for the Instagram at mood for feud. Jordan and Kylie are wearing these white Peruvian gowns. They look so cute. There's llamas in the ceremony with them. It's amazing and they actually exchange a set of vows and vow to always be each other's best friends basically. So Jordan vows to Kylie, quote, I vow to always be there for you through thick and thin in this life and after. And then Kylie exchanges her vow saying, I promise to encourage you, inspire you, love you through all the good and bad times. Ah, oh, Kylie, what happened to your vow? You broke your vow. No, I'm kidding. So obviously these two are close as fuck, okay? They're soulmates. Just believe me when I say that. They genuinely are soulmates. In 2018, Stormy is born and Jordan supported Kylie throughout the whole pregnancy, helping her keep it a secret. And Kylie later revealed that when Jordan found out that she was having a baby, Jordan allegedly was like, well, I guess we're both having a baby. She was really with her bestie through thick and thin, like they promised to one another. And she is really a second mom to Stormy Baby, or at least she was at the time. In 2018, Kylie also reveals that they actually live together. And so when the whole scandal breaks, they are living together, which kind of makes the whole situation for Kylie and Jordan all the more uncomfortable and heartbreaking, really. I truly think their relationship was more meaningful than Tristan and Chloe's. And that's not even a hot take, that is literally just the truth. To me, when this whole thing broke and in the aftermath and after we take a step back and reflect on it, I truly think the biggest collateral damage in that whole cheating scandal was Kylie and Jordan's friendship because it was so beautiful, it was so rare, and I think as two women who were so prominently in the media and who had that celebrity status, it was so important for them to find that solace and support in one another. I think it's such a shame that they lost that. Okay, so this feud starts in Feb 2019. As I was saying in the timeline breakdown, at this point in time, Chloe and Tristan are somewhat on the rocks and people are speculating that they have actually broken up. I think they haven't been spotted together since January 13th. And so people are pretty convinced that the relationship is over. There's rumors starting to arise that Tristan is having a side fling with someone called Asha Mack and sources close to Chloe claim that she has definitely let go of the relationship and is at peace and no longer like worrying what Tristan is up to and the sources claim Chloe and Tristan aren't really talking together and they've been spending a lot of time apart with Tristan playing for the Cavaliers in Cleveland and then Chloe staying back in LA with True. A source told People Magazine, Chloe and True are happy in Los Angeles. They spend very little time in Cleveland where Tristan is. She very much is like a single mom. And so when Valentine's Day rolls around, everyone's kind of glued to their phone trying to figure out whether Chloe and Tristan are going to spend 
spend it together or not. Yeah, kind of using this as like a gauge for how the relationship is going. And so they don't spend Valentine's Day together and so people are kind of like, okay, this confirms it. They're definitely not together. You know, they've definitely had a breakup potentially. But then Tristan sends Chloe this crazy big floral arrangement. So this massive heart made out of red roses and she posts it all over her story. And so people are like, oh, maybe they are okay then because even though they're not together, they're still gifting each other things. And yeah, she's posting it on her story. But I don't know, to me, that's still such a big flag because you know that thing where the more someone is posting about their relationship online, the worse it is in real life. And I feel like this is definitely an example of that. In reality, they're not spending time together. They haven't talked in ages. And yet as soon as he does this like big romantic display of affection, she's 100% going to post it all over her story. Now, Feb 15 and Feb 16 is the weekend, it's like Friday and Saturday. Tristan is in LA, he's reportedly out in West Hollywood, but he's not with Chloe, he's out with his friends, they're going to a lot of parties, they're doing a lot of drinking, they're going to a lot of clubs. He's basically on like a bit of a party bender, I guess you could say, and Chloe's completely staying out of it. From this time, we get photos of Tristan in a car and he's on his phone with his head down, and I guess he kind of looks a little bit somber, you could interpret it that way. And it's really funny because Hollywood Scoop at the time reports, oh, you know, Tristan is hanging his head down, maybe he's regretting the distance that's been between him and Chloe lately, and it's pretty funny looking back on that now, because that definitely couldn't be further from the truth. But while Tristan is running around town, living his best party life, Chloe is at home and posting some not-so-cryptic Instagram quotes on her story. You know, the kind, the ones that you would see on Pinterest, or maybe even on Tumblr back in the day. And so one of the quotes reads, to love in this wild world is the bravest thing you could ever do. And then there's another one that says, sometimes God breaks your heart to save your soul. These are so deep. I feel like I need some like deep background music to read these out. And then we get a bit of a longer one. True love feels different. There are no games, no power struggles, no secrets, and no manipulation. Honest love only craves connection, unity, and truth. If what you are experiencing and calling love involves unbalanced, selfish tactics, it is in the process of being dismantled. Oh, and then there's another one. Shout out to everyone who is trying to heal from things they can't talk about. Yeah, so it's kind of sad, such a juxtaposition there, right? Like he's out in town, party, party, drinky, drinky, and then she's at home like posting these deep quotes. You know, floral arrangement aside, they're definitely very much on the rocks. And then we get to Feb 17th, which is the Sunday, and this is where the whole cheating scandal takes place. Tristan was throwing a house party in his LA home, and Jordan attended with some of her friends, and then this is where the kiss happens. The story is that Jordan attended, they allegedly kissed, and then she didn't leave until 7 in the morning, so definitely very sus. The following morning, Feb 18th, Jordan posts a really cute Instagram selfie and Chloe actually comments on it endearingly calling her baby face and so it's this really eerie the last time they would have interacted until all the shit hit the fan and everything went big into the news but for now everything is still calm, nobody knows. However, later in the day, Khloe Kardashian and the rest of the family hear about the cheating scandal and yeah, everything kind of blows up from there. Apparently, Jordan actually called Chloe in the morning to tell her that she was at Tristan's party and she was kind of, the way she worded it, she was basically telling Chloe like, yeah, I was there to make sure that none of the girls stayed over. And then she kind of tells her that he was chill, nothing really, nothing really was happening. It was all fine. And later in the Keeping Up with the Kardashians episode, we find out that quite often if Jordan saw Tristan out on a night, she would call Chloe and kind of report back, I guess, which, yeah, that's a pretty 
fairly standard move in the girl world. If you see someone's man out, you're gonna, you know, you're gonna report back on them. However, just a couple hours after that phone call happens, Hollywood Unlocks reporter calls Larsa Pippin, who's a friend of the Kardashians, and basically tells her, we're about to release the story about Tristan cheating on Chloe with Jordan Woods. And so Larsa immediately calls Kim, and Kim calls Courtney and Chloe, and eventually the whole family kind of finds out that this happened. And then apparently Chloe called Jordan back and kind of asked her, like, is this true? Is this what happened? And she initially denied it, but then she eventually broke down and admitted that the hookup did happen. Chloe says at the time that Jordan says she can't really remember everything. She doesn't know if they did more than kiss or not, but that something definitely did happen. And so obviously the whole Kardashian family is so furious and completely blindsided by this. However, it seems like at this point in time, they haven't really told Kylie maybe because that Monday night, Kylie posts a Snapchat video of her and Jordan and they're kind of mucking around with that dog filter. Like, you know exactly which one. And yeah, looking back on it, I don't know, it's just it's like the last time they were authentically friends before the news broke but it is kind of interesting to look back on that video knowing that at the time Jordan would have known this big terrible secret and yet they're just mucking around as they normally are and yeah hanging out like nothing happened so according to TMZ when Kylie first hears about the cheating scandal she's initially in denial but then she checks in with some other people who are at the party and finds out that there is some truth to it And at the same time, yeah, Monday night, Chloe starts posting some cryptic Instagram messages that potentially preface the breakup, even though it hasn't quite hit the headlines yet. She posts the following, I apologize if I was ever the toxic person in anyone's life. Whether I did you wrong, led you on, acted on impulse, let my emotions get the best of me, or walked away with no explanation. I'm maturing every day and righting my wrongs, slowly becoming a better version of me. And then later she posts, if you break someone and they still wish you the best, you've lost the greatest thing for you in life. Work on being in love with the person in the mirror who has been through so much and is still standing. At this point in time, the story hasn't hit the headlines yet, so the rest of the world is unaware of what went down on Sunday. But these are definitely kind of hinting that something happened. And posting the little quotes and stuff is just... It's embarrassing, okay? I'm just gonna say it. I wish she didn't, I wish she wouldn't do that kind of thing. I get it, okay? We've all been through some shit before, and then suddenly all these cheesy little quotes on the internet completely hit different. I listened to the dad's monologue at the end of Call Me By Your Name like a hundred times when I was going through it, okay? I get it. But it's when you post it. I don't know, maybe she doesn't get secondhand embarrassment, but whenever I post anything like that, which I very rarely do, a couple weeks later I'll always just be absolutely regretting that I did that. It's best to, no matter how hard you're feeling it in the moment, just keep it offline, in my opinion. But obviously do what you want to do. So Feb 19th, that's when the news breaks to everybody else. Hollywood Unlocked, as they, you know, mentioned to Larsa Pippen, released the video alleging that one of their writers was at the party and saw everything go down. In the video that they released, they say, quote, Apparently there's a lot of speculation. Everybody's going back and forth saying, why would Jordan do that? That's not true. It is true. You know why? Because one of my writers was there and Tristan, you took everybody's phone, but you let them stay. Jordan came in. Y'all were smoking hooker. She was all up in your lap. You was all over her, touchy-feely, and you let the girl spend the night till seven in the morning. And that's the end quote. Multiple reports start flooding into the internet. It goes 
very, very viral very, very quickly. Everyone's kind of reporting on this, trying to figure out what happens, trying to figure out if it's true or not. A lot of people are still a little bit hesitant to believe it at this point in time because it just seems so unlikely. Let me clarify. It doesn't seem unlikely that Tristan would cheat on Chloe, but it seems unlikely that Jordan Woods would be involved, given how close she is to the family and especially to Kylie. However, a lot of celebs comment on the video that Hollywood Unlocked released. Chloe just comments multiple of those mouth-talking emojis, to which Hollywood Unlocked responds, we got you. Malika, Chloe's best friend, comments in all caps, strong facts. And then on a separate post, Malika also commented, these hoes ain't loyal. And Lassa Pippen comments, amen and Kim Kardashian likes the post. So it's pretty clear that definitely there is some truth to it because they're all kind of validating it. An hour after the video drops, Tristan Thompson sends out a tweet and it's in all caps and it just says fake news, but he deletes the tweet shortly after. At the time, TMZ reports that there's little chance for reconciliation. Apparently Chloe and Tristan are done. And the initial reports from people and in quotes, sources close to Chloe, are that she is unbothered with this because she is focusing on her daughter. Those are the initial things that we're getting released and yeah, I don't know. It definitely sounds like something that her PR team is putting out there, trying to do some damage control because we know now that that is definitely so far from the truth. They weren't over and Chloe was definitely not unbothered by this. So yeah, to me that sounds like the PR team trying to do some damage control. Us Weekly report that multiple sources confirmed that Chloe confronted Tristan about the situation and that he admitted to her that it was true. And this is when people start leaving some comments on Kylie's Instagram, kind of criticizing her friendship with Jordan, leaving comments like, that's not a best friend if she got with your sister's boyfriend. Oh, okay, Kylie is meant to be in control of her friends. She's meant to read their palms and just know years earlier that one day they're going to be the one that her sister's baby daddy cheats with. I don't really, I don't understand that sentiment at all. Maybe it's because at this point in time, Kylie hadn't really released anything publicly and it wasn't clear which side she was taking. And so people were trying to maybe get in early and be like, yeah, you better stick with your sister, which she does end up doing. In the week following the incident, people are kind of waiting to see what's going to happen, especially to Kylie and Jordan's friendship. Because their lives were so enmeshed, as I mentioned, they were living together at this point. Jordan was like a second mom to Stormy, so yeah, I think everyone was kind of holding out, waiting to see whether this was going to break them. And a source close to the family says, at this point the Kardashians aren't 100% sure if Jordan is going to be cut out of Kylie's life. But they're all looking at it as if she better be. And then another source claims, Kim is adamant about cutting her out. The whole family wants nothing to do with Jordan. At the same time, some more like shit quotes come out from Tristan. Um, a source tells Us Magazine, Tristan isn't a manipulative person, he's just a cheater and doesn't care about anyone besides himself, his wants and his needs in the moment. And then another one, Tristan isn't too worried about seeing True or Chloe establishing new rules when it comes to co-parenting. He doesn't really care and was over it. Again, I guess like his behavior does reflect that that is how he feels about the whole situation. However, we do see like a bit of a different side to that story in the Keeping Up With The Kardashians episode. He definitely does seem bothered by it and not nonchalant as these quotes would state. But again, weird quotes to have come out at this point in time within the week of it happening because I don't know why you wouldn't just immediately go online 
and start profusely apologizing and saying how much you fucked up and taking some ownership but having these quotes come out about how you kind of just don't give a shit is in my mind not the best look and chloe how was chloe reacting you guessed it more instagram posts okay there's one that she posts quote somebody needs to hear this that betrayal was your blessing and at the time chloe also calls jordan out for being the reason her family broke up chloe girl be fucking for real right now jordan is not the reason your family broke up one billion percent tristan is the reason and she posts another quote the worst pain is getting hurt by a person you explained your pain to a source close to chloe explains that this time round she is a lot more hurt than the last time he cheated on her because the other person was someone who she knows and trusted and is like part of the family and I do get that. I get why it would hurt more that it was Jordan rather than just some random Instagram model or whatever. But at the same time, I do think it's unfair of her calling Jordan out and blaming her for breaking up the family. I think that's a bit too much responsibility to put solely on Jordan. The Kardashians all unfollow Jordan and Tristan on social media, again locking in that this whole thing is definitely true and not fake news. Jordan also moves out of King Kylie's mansion and is quoted saying that she feels terrible and that, you know, her whole world has been uprooted by this, like, public shunning. But at this point, she still hasn't issued a formal apology or anything like that. And according to Chloe, she also hasn't apologized to her at this point in time. But on Feb 28th, she does announce that she will be doing a Red Table Talk the following day with Jada Pinkett Smith. For anyone who doesn't know, Red Table Talk was this little video series where celebrities would go onto Red Table to kind of, it's usually celebs who'd been involved in a scandal, would go on there and basically it was like a space to allow them to tell their side of the story, but also take ownership about the wrongs that they've done. And Jada and sometimes Willow as well and some other women who are close to the family would be present at the table to kind of talk the guest through their wrongdoings. And it's like a really like therapeutic session. So on March 1st, Jordan does her Red Table talk with Jada. And Jada prefaces the video by saying that this is the hardest talk she's done on Red Table thus far. And I think it's because, as I mentioned, Jordan Woods is really, really close to the Smith family. It does make sense, to me at least, that Jordan decided to go on Red Table Talk because the Kardashians obviously have their reality show, which is their platform, and their opportunity to control their narrative and, you know, have a space to talk about their side of the story and everything that they're going through. But like I mentioned, Jordan Woods does not have that same power as the Kardashians. And so she doesn't have this, you know, in her mind, the most logical thing to do early on is contact Jada, ask to go on Red Table Talk, give an interview where she can be able to get her side across without it just coming from sources claim Jordan said this or Chloe says Jordan said that to her on the phone. Jada talks Jordan through the night and asks her to describe what happened. Jordan states that it's really important for her that people know that she wasn't personally invited to Tristan's house. Um, it wasn't like an intentional, hey, I want you to come over type thing. Her and her friends were out for the night. One of them said, hey, I'm going to go back to a house, you know, for like kick-ons type thing. And it happened to be Tristan's house. And so she was like, oh, cool. I know him. I'll, I'll go. And she admits that this is where she first fucked up because realistically, she probably shouldn't have even been there. And even though it's someone she knows and who she felt 
comfortable around after drinking and you know getting into the early hours of the morning she probably should have thought to herself hanging out with someone who I'm close to's baby daddy is probably not a good idea and she probably should have gone home. In the video she shoots down a lot of rumors that had since come out since the news broke. One of the things a lot of people who were at the event were saying is that she was giving him a lap dance and she kind of denies this and says yeah there's no way that she was giving him a lap dance but she was sitting on the chair on the like arm bit of a of an armchair the bit where you rest your arm and that her legs were dangling down over his legs so she wasn't sitting on his lap her bum was on the chair but her legs were over his legs and so she kind of says yeah to someone who was maybe a bit further away that could have looked like she was sitting in his lap I'm just gonna say to me that's still fucking sus even if your bum's not on them but me personally I would never dangle my legs like that over somebody else's boyfriend that to me is still a fuck up and she also admits like oh yeah I should have never been in that position even though it was innocent to her. She admits that she was there until 7 in the morning but denies the rumors that she was there alone. She says the whole time she was at the house party She was always surrounded by people and that a lot of people stayed till the early hours and they kind of all lost track of time and when she saw the sun start to rise she was like oh shit I better get myself home and this is when she tells Tristan that she's gonna go and she starts heading out to her car then it's on the way out that he kind of stops and he kisses her and Jada kind of asks like what kind of kiss is it and she says It was just a kiss on the lips, no tongue, it wasn't sexual or anything, it was over before she even registered it. And then she again kind of defends Tristan I guess by saying it's not entirely his fault because she should have never put herself in that position but that she left as soon as it happened and then was kind of just in shock in the car. She said she was processing it like did that really just happen? And then she wanted to pretend like it never did because it felt so minor, it felt so insignificant and small. And then around this time she also denies the rumours that she was blackout but she does say that she was definitely drunk but that she has memory of everything. Which again goes back on what Chloe was saying. Oh like Jordan said to me that she was really drunk and doesn't know whether they did or didn't and here at Red Table Talk she's saying no I was completely aware of everything. So the story is definitely murky like it's not clear cut exactly what happened. She then tells Jada that she talked to Chloe the next day and you know told her that there were girls there but Tristan wasn't interested in any of them or wasn't doing anything bad but she does admit the kiss from the story. Again like super sus and she admits that this was obviously a massive mistake and she should have just been honest but at the time she really wanted to protect Chloe's heart and obviously she knows that they have a history with this kind of thing and she didn't want to throw fuel on the fire and because it was so small and somewhat insignificant she thought it was almost easier to deny it and forget about it but then she says it's not because of malicious intent and then she says quote I'm no homewrecker I would never try hurt someone's home especially someone I love I would never try to steal someone's man I don't need your situation And she also doubles down on the fact that she knows she's not the reason that they're not together anymore. She doesn't take that responsibility, which I do agree with. But again, I don't know, not wanting to tell Chloe to protect her heart, like in the long run, she actually just ended up hurting it more. So I can give her the grace of being young and maybe not understanding that in the moment. But definitely, yeah, she definitely made things worse by not saying anything. At the end of the talk, she 
maintains that she didn't sleep with Tristan. They haven't had any communication since then. There hasn't been any relationship over time. There's been no plans to meet up. And yeah, she also criticizes the media for focusing so much attention on tearing her down. And at this point, Jada kind of warns her that black women are targeted in media more so than other women. And so part of learning to be a black woman in media is realizing that and just being aware that you're going to be held to harsher standards than other people and totally agree with that that is 100% something that happens to black women and it's definitely not right and in a perfect world it would be something that didn't happen however because it does it unfortunately does mean that black women in media do need to be more cautious of how they present themselves. And then Jordan goes on to say that it was definitely a big learning curve and that it was quite a tough time when all the reports were coming out. It had big impacts on her family, like her little sister couldn't go to school, her brother couldn't go to work. And she said this is also the reason why she wanted to come and break her silence and tell her story to protect her family. And she mentions that if she was a weaker person, this would have been enough to make her hurt herself. And I think that's also an important thing to remember. I truly don't think I could ever cope with being so much in the headlines. Yeah, I can't imagine opening my phone and like every article I see being about how terrible I am. So I think we do need to be a bit more aware of the mental impacts that can happen when there's this public scrutinizing about someone. Yeah, that's kind of in essence the Red Table Talk. And one day after Jordan's Red Table Talk is released, Chloe tweets out, this has been an awful week and I know everyone is sick of hearing about it all, as am I. I'm a roller coaster of emotions and have said things I shouldn't have. Honestly, Tristan cheating on me and humiliating me wasn't such a shock as the first time. What's been harder and more painful is being hurt by someone so close to me. Someone whom I love and treat like a little sister. But Jordan is not to be blamed for the breakup of my family. This was Tristan's fault. And I think that's a good statement. And I will cut Chloe some slack because obviously in the first days of this news coming out, like she's going to be angry, she's going to be hurt and upset. And the things that she says in those first couple of days isn't the best reflection of how she probably feels about the situation overall. And now, you know, a week or so has passed. She's had time to kind of sit and think about it. And I think it was nice of her to release the statement. A couple weeks after that, the Keeping Up With The Kardashians trailer drops for the upcoming season. And obviously there's footage in there from the scandal. Yeah, that's the other really harsh thing about pissing off someone in the Kardashian-Jenner family. It's going to end up on the TV show. And so there's almost two waves of people talking about this drama. Number one, when it actually happens in real time. And then, you know, even if things blow over, people move on, people start to forget when the like episodes about it drop and keeping up with the Kardashians, it's going to create that spike again. Everyone's going to start talking about it again. Maybe more information comes to light. And so you're really screwing yourself over because now instead of just having one big situation about it, you've got to deal with two waves of it. Two months after the scandal happened, sources claim that Tristan is back to his old shit, partying with his friends, hooking up with women, and basically just always surrounded by Instagram models. And around this time, Chloe shares a statement on her Instagram that says, quote, 
The saddest thing about our story is that we could have made it work. If you cared about me like I cared about you, you would have fought for me, but you didn't. So it's clear I was right every time that I told you that I loved you more. You always denied it and said you loved me more, but I guess now we know. I do feel bad for Chloe in all of this. I don't want it to come across like I'm making light of the situation. This man has repeatedly hurt her over and over again. So yeah, as I mentioned, we get the Keeping Up with the Kardashians episodes about this scandal and everything kind of ramps up again and we get to see how it played out from their side. We get to see the phone call that Larsa makes to Kim and we watch this montage of them all finding out and calling each other and yeah, a lot of the information we get, especially in that first day where the news broke, kind of goes against what Jordan says in her Red Table Talk. We get the quote from Chloe saying that she couldn't, she, that Jordan was blackout drunk and couldn't remember what happened. We get other quotes from people saying that they saw her sitting in his lap and that they were all over each other and super handsy. We get reports coming out that Jordan was at Tristan's alone. And yeah, we kind of watch the Kardashian sisters all react to this news and you can just tell they're all so blindsided by it. At one point, Kendall's on a call and she just keeps saying like, I can't, I can't believe it's Jordan. Out of everyone, she would have been the last person I thought would do this. And I think that was also the whole world's reaction too, right? That was definitely my reaction. A good 20 minutes of that episode is just people calling each other and talking about it and being like, what the fuck? But I think my favorite phone call comes from Tracy Romulus, who is one of Kim's business friends. And she says, quote, I literally want to go over there and punch him. Tristan is a disgusting pig. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of sums up my feelings perfectly. Out of all the sisters, Kim's definitely being the most harsh towards Jordan. She says that Jordan is completely disrespectful and she notes that Kylie is the reason that Jordan can even provide for her whole family and that Kylie and Chloe have both been so instrumental in helping Jordan make a name for herself and giving her these opportunities and platforms to model and be a spokeswoman and yeah, everything like that. Yeah, it was definitely very disrespectful, especially to a family that Jordan's been benefiting off of for so many years. Around this time, Chloe's maintaining that Jordan still hasn't apologized to her, and Kylie also discusses that her and Jordan haven't really been talking. And then at this point, Chris also mentions to Kylie, for you, it's like a divorce. And yeah, this is kind of what I was saying earlier in the video. For me, the biggest collateral damage is Jordan and Kylie's friendship. I'm not hurting for Chloe and Tristan as much as those two. Chloe's better off without Tristan. Everybody knows it. Everybody under the sun knows it. But the Jordan and Kylie quote unquote breakup, that shit fucking hurt. In the season finale of the show, which is basically just all about the, the whole episode's pretty much just about the scandal, we see Chloe, Kim, Malika and Courtney go on a girl's trip, kind of help Chloe heal. I think their plan is to get massages and things like that. And while they're out having some drinks and dinner, Kimora, family friend of the Kardashians, calls Kim and basically says to her, your guy's image online is weak as fuck. You need to be angry. You need to come for people and basically just show them that you're not to be fucked with. And this kind of riles them all up on their girls trip. They're all like, yeah, you're right, man. We're the fucking Kardashians. Like, you know, they kind of get really into their head. And Chloe definitely starts drinking a lot more and gets a little bit loud and somewhat aggressive, I guess. And at this time, Tristan's best friend, Savis, FaceTimes her and basically says to her, like, Tristan doesn't remember anything. And he says he didn't kiss her. And that's where we get the iconic video of Chloe, like, screaming at the phone, liar! 
are. And yeah, she's definitely drunk. You know that feeling where you're just so angry and you're so drunk and you kind of just need to either go for a big run or hit something. And I feel like that would have been more beneficial for her. Instead, Courtney and Kim are like, do a face mask. Let's get a massage. And I'm like, I can't think of anything worse than being pent up with rage and then being asked to lie down and have a massage. I just thought that was a really weird way of handling things. The next day, Kylie calls Kim while she's still on the girls trip and kind of says, hey, we don't need to be bullies like this. I see you've been posting some shit on the internet and I just think we need to rein it in and either talk to Jordan in person, you know, yell at Jordan in person, but keep it off the internet. And then Kylie says that Jordan came to collect some of her stuff and she just saw Jordan's face and she actually starts crying while she's telling Kim all of this and saying that she could just see in Jordan's eyes that she feels so bad about everything and that this is really affecting her. That took a lot of guts for Kylie to stand up to her older sisters like that and I'll give her big props because she's also only 21 at this time. And she was caught in a really uncomfortable position between her sisters and her best friend slash soulmate. When the girls get back from their little healing girls trip, Chloe finds out that Jordan's going to appear on Red Table Talk with Jada. And she's really angry about this. She's quoted saying, my world gets destroyed and Jordan is doing press interviews. And then Chris and Jenna makes the mistake of mentioning that Jada had actually told her that Jordan was going to be on Red Table Talk. And Chloe kind of like lays into her for being too nice and not telling Jada to not give the interview and you should have put your foot down and said, no, you can't do that. And like I said earlier, I think that's a really unfair thing to say because this family has this whole TV show where they control the narrative, they control the editing, they control what gets put out into the public and how they are perceived. And Jordan doesn't have that. She doesn't have an opportunity to tell her story. And so to me, it's unfair to expect Jordan to just not ever be able to to talk about this on a platform where it's going to get distributed very widely. And that's kind of the brunt of the information from when the scandal first happened. However, it was revisited a couple of times since then. So two years after everything happened in 2021, the Kardashians are doing the rewatch of Keeping Up, answering like submitted questions. Andy Cohen asks Chloe, why haven't you given the same pass to Jordan as you did to Tristan? And this question makes a lot of sense because at this point in time, Tristan and Chloe were back together. In fact, they might have secretly been engaged. This would have been for the, the second major cheating scandal with his personal trainer. And Chloe replies, that's a huge misconception. I've tweeted Instagram stories that I don't have any grudge against Jordan. People make mistakes. How could I forgive Tristan and not Jordan? It's up to them to forgive themselves. And then Kylie gets asked if her and Jordan ever had a chance to talk about everything and she responds that when they were friends they never really thought there would be a time where they were ever not friends but she says that when Jordan hurt her family she hurt her as well and that Jordan never apologized to Kylie for anything that happened. And at this point Chloe does tell Kylie that she would not care if she wanted to be friends with Jordan again and Kim kind of jumps in and says the same grace shouldn't be given to Jordan because there isn't a baby involved and that the reason that Tristan's been invited back into the family has been for True's sake. Yeah that's why they can't extend that same level of grace to Jordan. And then even more recently, just this year, is the first time that Kylie and Jordan were publicly spotted. They were getting dinner at that 
sushi restaurant in LA I think it's called Sushi Park it's the one that like everyone gets their photo taken in front of and definitely them being at such a paparazzi hotspot they were definitely meant to be seen so I think that was them coming out to the world hey we're good again we're friends again we've moved on and TMZ reports that Kylie and Jordan have actually been hanging out privately for over a year and the sushi restaurant pics was them going public feel like TikTok almost broke that day. Everyone was just so happy that these two had mended things up again. And that's all I have on this whole debacle. What are your thoughts? I have to say I'm definitely of the opinion that Tristan and Chloe were already on the rocks before the whole kiss with Jordan happened. A lot of the reports hold on to the fact that Tristan sent Chloe that bouquet on Valentine's Day. But we can't really ignore the flurry of cryptic Instagram quotes that Chloe was posting. And then also the fact that he was literally out the whole weekend. Yeah, things are definitely not going well, you know? And then this is a bit of evidence that none of the reports talk about. But Chloe got a new haircut on Feb 13th. Okay? She took her long hair and she cut it into a bob. And hello, new hair, new me? You can't tell me that someone's happy in their relationship if they get a dramatic haircut, okay? No. (laughs) I don't know why more people don't talk about that. It's like solid evidence that they weren't doing great. And then the last thing I'll say about this is I do find it weird how Jordan handled the situation. I get why she, you know, would have been scared about everything that happened. But in the position she was in where she was so close to Kylie that she was living with her, if it really was just Tristan kissing her while she was leaving the party, why didn't she immediately call Kylie and be like, what the fuck? This really weird thing just happened. I don't know what to do. Can you help me tell Chloe? Or what do you think I should say? You know? And so that's the one thing that's making me think that maybe it was more than just what Jordan describes on Red Table Talk because if that's really all it was then she could have gone to Kylie for help there. But yeah, let me know what you think. Do you think I'm giving Jordan too much grace? Do you think that her and Tristan did more than just that one kiss? Jeffree Star certainly thinks so. I'll post his take on the whole thing um, into the stories, into my Instagram stories sometime maybe. I'd be interested to know what your takes on this are. Slide into my DMs at Mood for Feud. If you enjoy this podcast, please give me a rating on Spotify. If you want to write a little review, you can do so on Apple Podcasts. And other than that, I hope you guys have a great rest of your Sunday and I'll talk to you all later. Bye!